Welcome to Fleet Baptist Church. We hope you enjoy the latest in our teaching series. And I'm back. I, I'm so grateful for my family. I'm so grateful for my family. I'm a blessed man. Blessed man. I love being a dad. I love being a husband. For all you husbands out there, or in relationships, and the best bit of advice I was ever given was, if you don't like the wife you have, change the way you treat her. I'm just going to let that one, and leave that one with you. But it's been a very good piece of advice that I've tried to live by. But anyway, let's, um, let's get going. Forgive my coat, it is cold in here. Um, but I pray that the fires of heaven will stoke it up without me having to do star jumps or running, running around to warm myself up. But let's pray for the presence of God to be entwined in all that I say, all that we do, all that you're experiencing right now as you're watching this life. So, 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 holy, holy one, we love you, we need you. And we just step into the, I step into the fear of the Lord right now. And actually, church, I want to release over you that you walk out of the fear of the devil, the fear of the, the demonic, the fear of people. And I just speak over you, over me, over this church, that we walk into the fear of the Lord. And Heavenly Father, I just pray that we would step boldly into the fear of the Lord, that we would only be bothered and concerned with one opinion and one opinion alone, that is your opinion. That we would have our fear of the demonic, the fear of the darkness removed and placed upon our fear and our awestruck wonder of you. We know, Father, you are an all-consuming fire. You are bigger than the universe, Lord. And let our fear and our awestruck wonder be on you over the devil and over people, Lord. And let us walk into this in the name of Jesus. And Father, may the words of my mouth and meditations of my heart be pleasing to you. And would the words of our mouths and meditations of our hearts be pleasing to you, O Lord, our God, our rock and our redeemer. As we journey from glory to glory, from strength to strength, as we seek to transform from the inside out, In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. May you be seen, Jesus, by your people. May you be felt by your people. May you be known by your people. By the power of your word and by the power of your spirit and by the power of your love. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Church, let me remind you that your prayers are powerful. I I just... I truly believe that if we really saw the influence and effect of our prayers, we would never stop praying. Every prayer release changes the atmosphere. It was with very words that God created the earth. It was with very words that Jesus healed the sick and cast out demons and calmed the storm. It was with very words, the very worship of our mouths, the prayer from our lips changes the atmosphere. And with prayer, we we submit to the authority of God and it changes the atmosphere around us. So church, do not cease praying. Do not give up praying for one another, for yourselves and for this whole universe and for the, the, the salvation of God to be known on the earth. Do not stop praying. If you want to pray, join us on Tuesday afternoons at 12 o'clock. We're praying over Zoom at the moment. And I'll, actually, I want to take this time to publicly honor Will and Jan Parker and the rest of the guys. But right, They're wonderful. But right now, I just want to honor Will and Jan Parker for their faithfulness their love for God, their faithfulness to God.
their servant-heartedness, and just they're such a, a brilliant couple. We're so blessed to have them at FBC, and I'm so grateful for them. I just want to publicly honor those two right now because they're such a good couple to have, and we, we love them very, very much. So it's 12 o'clock on Tuesdays. If you want the Zoom ID, you can message the office, or it should be in the weekly update, or message me. So, but, yeah, so, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, all you peoples. Praise the Lord, all creation. Let's get going, shall we? Before, we, um, before I start, do I have time to share a testimony? Uh, yes. Yes, I do. I think, yeah, it's the best. Revelation said it is the power of the testimony and the, and the blood of the Lamb that they overcame by. So let me share a quick testimony with you, and I'll try and make it very, very quick. This isn't to do with what this sermon is today, so just bear with me. But about a year ago, I started seeing um, this guy just around town, probably like in his early 20s. And I, as I've grown older in, in my walk with Christ, I've recognized that there are no coincidences. That if you're attentive to the things of the spirit, attentive to the things of the physical, it's usually God speaking through those things. So whether it's numbers, whether it's things on adverts, whether it's things on number plates, whether it's things through people, I think the more attentive and sensitive you are, the more likely you are to walk in the prophetic. And I think the guys that are truly prophetic and the prophets are the sensitive ones. And I just started seeing this guy about a year ago, just around town, in the gym, here and there, and I just thought, God, there's something different about this dude. There's something different about him. There's... And I remember praying, Holy Spirit, what is it about this guy? And I felt the Holy Spirit speak to me about some massive stuff, like just some, just some really groundbreaking stuff. It wasn't just a God loves you kind of word, which, we, which is great and good, but there was some big stuff. And I, he didn't just tell me that stuff. I thought he, needed, he told me to share it with him because sometimes God speaks to us just to tell us information. Sometimes it's not always to deliver it to people. Sometimes he just wants to give you a word and you don't have to share it on Facebook or tell the people. Sometimes he just wants to talk with his friend. And so, but this time I felt God say to me, you need to tell this guy. And actually I prayed and I prayed for the situation and sometimes avoided this situation when it came. And for about a year I saw him up until about three weeks ago. And he was in the gym. I was in the gym, he was in the gym and he came up to me, he started speaking to me. And as he started speaking to me, I started thinking, okay, I've got got to take this opportunity right now. And we just had a bit of small talk and things like that. And I actually missed it. And the amount of times I've missed it, honestly, I've, so many times I've, I've, failed as it were I, I've, I've missed the opportunity and I walked away I didn't do anything and, I, and as I walked away I was on another machine in the gym and I felt again the Holy Spirit say to me this is it you, you, this is it this is it and of course God loves me if I walk, I could have walked out of the gym and God would still love me but actually I, I felt such a weight on my heart for this opportunity that I couldn't do any I had just had to go for it so I said okay Holy Ghost just remind me again of what it is that I need to speak over him and it was about him being set apart. It was about him being um, loved. And there was just something special on his life. And as, he, 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 as I was on this machine praying and speaking, he comes up to me, picks up a spray bottle and walks up. He's probably a meter away from me. And as he walks away, I'm praying, bearing in mind, as he comes up to me, gets the bottle, walks away. And as I'm praying, he walks away. And on the back of his hoodie is the word chosen. And I'm like, okay, it's game over. I've got to do this. I can't, I can't just avoid this anymore. It's been going on for too long. So I walk up to this guy and I say, hey, excuse me, can I have, can I have a word with you? And he looks scared. He does look scared. I, I don't, don't, hope I don't usually make people feel afraid. But um, he looks scared. And I, I kind of shared with him the whole situation. I told him I work for a church. I believe in the, the spiritual atmospheres. I believe in Jesus and, and all this kind of stuff. And just kind of unpacked it quite gently for him. And I said to him, actually, I'm practicing hearing the voice of God. And do you mind if I share with you what I feel like he said to me about you? And he said, yeah, okay. And I shared with him this stuff, which was, which was big stuff. And I, and I, 
And as I started speaking to him, it, I was blown away. I've, I've done this a lot of times, but I was blown away by his body language changing and this, this huge smile. We know that words, actions speak louder than words. This huge smile that came on his face. And I was just so, that was, that was it for me. That was, that, I could have walked, I, I walked away a happy man because of that. And I said, does that make sense at all? And he said, yeah, 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 it really does. I do really feel it's something big for my life. And, but I just don't know how to, and all this, I don't know how to get there and all this kind of stuff. So we connected and we're going to see each other again, hopefully after lockdown. So grateful for the Holy Spirit, his faithfulness, his consistency. And if he can use me, he can use you. But like I said, it's a lot of it's just praying for it. If you don't ask, you don't get. But equally having the boldness and the courage and the confidence and equally being ready to fail. Sometimes we fail. You know, Samuel got it wrong when he was prophesying over the, the, Kim, the king of Israel. You know, he thought it was his brother. And actually God said, no, there's one more in the, in the, in the um, field. And it was David. So we will get it wrong. I just want to encourage you in that church that go for things, pray for things, be, be bold, be confident, be courageous, take risks. And let's not take ourselves too seriously. Let's have fun with this because God, I believe God created fun. I believe he created joy. I believe that he's the source of all joy. So be blessed and I hope that encourages you in some way. And let's just go after this thing together. And if I can do that, you can do that. I guarantee, I'm not just saying that, but you, you generally can. And it's accessible to absolutely everybody. Everybody gets to play. And that's the beauty of church. Beauty of church is family. And so we're, we're coming into the end of our, um, of our series. And I say coming to an end. This, this, this series never ends. The, 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 the process of journeying with our inner man and dealing with our junk, if you want to use it as that word. But, you know, God, God t- takes our junk, takes our garbage, takes the things that bring us down our, our, our weights and makes them so beautiful. He makes beautiful things out of things that actually is one man's junk. And he makes it look so, so good. And, then, and for me, I remember in 2013 starting this journey, and I, w- I had this expectation that I was going to be finished by the end of 2013. And I get to the end of 2013, and someone says to me, this is a lifetime, lifetime thing. And I was like, oh, no, I don't want to do this for a lifetime. And I was really gutted. But then the Holy Spirit just started speaking to me and being like, hey, enjoy the process. Enjoy the learning. Enjoy the kindness and the patience. Enjoy walking with me as we just unpack So for me, unpacking abandonment issues, unpacking rejection issues, unpacking these things, let's just do it slowly and patiently because love is patient, love is kind. And it's important that we're those things with ourselves as we continue on this journey of self-awareness and we continue on our journey of unpacking and guarding our hearts because we know that's the most important thing and it's where everything else flows from. And it's it's the importance of going slowly on this journey together through the process of having our hearts transformed, our minds transformed by the renewing of our minds as we go from glory to glory in the name of Jesus. And it's having the patience with ourselves and enjoying the process. And you know, the goal for us as a leadership and the goal for you as a church and for any your family, your children, your friends, anyone you feel like in, is in your cluster of disciples or family, the goal is, is never, so let's use us as a church, for example. The goal is to not build a big church. It really isn't. The goal is not, for, for, for me, and I, I believe speaking for the leadership for us, is not to build a big church. Hence why we've been going through the journey that we've been going through the last 10 months. of just really going in within ourselves and the, the discipleship of our hearts. The goal is not to build a big church, to have an empire of a church. So the goal is to build big people. The goal is to build people who know who they are, 
who are free from sin, who are free from the things that weigh us down and bring us down, and continually to, to, to be aware and to be honest with ourselves and knowing it's okay to not be okay. It's okay to be angry. It's okay to have emotions. It's okay to have these things because Jesus had these things and that's what we've been unpacking this last however many months. But equally, it's important that we're patient with ourselves. We don't stay in a rut. But we continually have the strength to get back up again, to keep moving forward, to walk hand in hand with Jesus and to keep moving forward. And one thing I want to talk, talk a little bit back today is that we'll never be ready. We'll never be ready, and we're going to unpack that a bit later on. But I just want to say to you guys, go on other days, especially for this church, go on other days where people are burning out or overloaded or um, exhausted or overstressed or, or aren't present, and that for me, I want to give my best to my family. I don't want to give them the scraps of myself, so I come home from work and I'm giving them the tired me, the, the exhausted me, the anxious me, whatever. I, don't, I want my best to go from them and my best to flow out from them. I'm not overworked, I'm not overstressed, and the same for you and for me, that we are in a healthy place of mind and mentality and spirit and soul, that we're walking in peace, we're walking in rest, we're walking in wholeness, we're walking in healing, we're walking in transformation. We're walking in such assurance that we don't need to please people. We, we can say no to people. We have our limitations. We have boundaries in place. If you want to know about boundaries, speak to Lynn Cor or Sue Fisher. They were talking to me about a really good boundaries book. So speak to them about that. We've done that, unpack the limits you know, a couple of weeks ago. And gone are the days where we're overworked and burning out as a people. As we're walking into a new level of maturity within ourselves. But for his sake and for his glory. You know, I love to picture Jesus just walking around slowly. You know, I love to think of him getting the news that Lazarus has passed away. Yeah, of course, it hit him hard. You know, he wept. But three days, I think it was, that he, he didn't, that he took to go back because he was so rested and assured in who he was and what he could do and what was going to happen. He didn't sprint to go get Lazarus alive. He's like, oh no, what am I going to do? He wasn't biting his nails. It's the same for us, for him right here, right now. He's not biting his nails on his throne thinking, oh no, what's going to happen? And that is accessible for you and for I. And I believe the key to access that is for us to change our reality from this earth to his reality. And what I mean by that is the Bible verse that says, therefore we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but what is unseen. When our perspective weighs on the unseen, we can fully stand in the shalom of Yahweh. We can fully stand in the peace of God, no matter what our circumstances. Jesus was in the, in the heart of revival. I think it was in Mark, we unpacked it a few weeks ago, in the heart of revival. And any, any one of us would have stayed and just said, we've got to carry this on, we've got to carry this on for the sake of people pleasing or for the sake of people being transformed, which is amazing. But Jesus walked away. How could he walk away? He could walk away because he knew his identity was not based on what people said about him. Or he wasn't based on people pleasing. He was based on one thing, and that was one thing only. And that was his perspective of what God was saying and what God was doing. And sometimes it doesn't make sense to the world, but for us, the most important thing we could ever do, the highest form of worship is obedience no matter how crazy that may be. And I would encourage you to always prioritize obedience over everything. Because that is the highest form of worship. And you know, church, we can't say, I'll do this when I'm, when I'm ready. I can't, we can't say, I'll do this when you know, I've got all my heart sorted out, I've got my life sorted out, because we will never be ready. And I don't even, 
and I need to process that statement a little bit more in myself, but for me, I look through the Bible, I look at the people, the Timothy, who was too young to be doing what he did, and Paul said, don't let anybody look down on you for your youth. You look at Gideon, you look at Moses, you look at Abraham, you look at the disciples, you look at Peter, you look at throughout the Bible, you look at David, who was a 16-year-old boy, you look at Mary, who gave birth to the Messiah. These guys were not ready, they were not able, they were not qualified. We know the, the verse that God doesn't, um, called a qualified, he qualifies the called. And it's simply about giving him your yes. No matter where you're on the journey to church, I want to encourage you as we journey in this state of maturity to give him your yes, no matter where you think you are. I want to read from Exodus 3 very, very quickly. And it says this, The Lord said, I have indeed seen the misery of my people in Egypt. I have heard them crying out because of their slave drivers. And I am concerned about their suffering. So I've come down to rescue them from the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them up out of the land into a good and spacious land, a land flowing with milk and honey, the home of the Canaanites, Hittites, Amorites, Perizzites, Hivites, and Jebusites. And now the cry of the Israelites has reached me, and I have seen the way the Egyptians are oppressing them. So now go. I'm sending you to Pharaoh to bring my people, the Israelites, out of Egypt. Now listen to Moses' response. But Moses said to God, who am I? Who, who am I? Who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and bring the Israelites out of Egypt? And let me tell you your greatest qualification. Let me tell you my greatest qualification. Let me tell you the greatest thing that God has given you. And it's unpacked in this verse. And it says this in verse 12. And God said, I will be with you. I will be with you. He didn't say, I'm going to make you someone, Moses. I'm going to make you someone. You're going to be so, so clever. You're going to have so much knowledge. You're going to have such a powerful speech from you. You're going to be such a great communicator. No, he said, Moses, I will be with you. And let's look at Gideon in Judges 6.11. The angel of the Lord came and sat down under the oak of Ophrah that belonged to Joash the Abizrite, where his son Gideon was threshing wheat in a rime press to keep it from the Midianites. The angel, when the angel of the Lord appeared to Gideon, he said, the Lord is with you, mighty warrior. Now remember here, Gideon was from the least tribe, the worst tribe in the, tri the 12 tribes of Israel. He was from the least tribe and he was probably one of the very least within that tribe. But what does the angel of the Lord, which is likely the Lord himself, appearing to Gideon, what does he say? The first thing that qualifies him to be the man that leaves an army of Israelites is this. The Lord is with you, mighty warrior. You know, God doesn't see as we see. God does not see the world as we see the world. His perspective is totally different to what we see. His ways are not our ways. He looks at someone who's from the least of the least of the least of the least. He looks at the homeless on the street and he says, you are a mighty warrior. There is someone with you who is your qualification and God is our greatest qualification. We do not have to be ready. We do not have to be finished. We do not have to be, have, it, have it all together. Our greatest qualification is Christ in you, the hope of glory. All he is looking for is your yes as we continue to process through and we pay attention to what goes on inside of us. That does not mean we put on hold the yes in our lives and responding to the call of God in our lives.
He is your greatest qualification. Him being with you is our greatest qualification. Him being with you is all you'll ever need. Him being with you. And what a promise that is, church. Sometimes it's not about us praying for him to come. Actually, sometimes it's actually believing and and speaking out in faith that he is here. Let me challenge you, church, in your living room. Speak. Lord, you are here. I am with you. You are with me. And see what happens. Let your faith rise as his presence increases in your homes in this church. And I pray as we have an increase of his presence in our lives in this church, an increase of heaven comes like never before. And this church is set apart. This church is different. It's not like every other church. And I, I just believe, and I don't have, it's just a fact, church. You guys are so special. And your greatest qualification is that God is with you. Mighty warriors, God is with you. Now continue to embrace the journey. Continue to continue to continue to continue to process patiently the inward working of the Spirit within your lives. For me, like I say, it's sometimes abandonment, sometimes rejection, sometimes these insecurities that go back to childhood, whatever it may be. And it's being okay with that. And operating at rest, out of peace, knowing that you're loved, that you're loved, that you're loved. There's a quote that says that he, he loves you just the way you are, but he loves you too much to keep you the way you are. And that's the, that's the beauty of being transformed by the renewing of your mind. So church, continue to renew your mind. Continue to repent. And repent is an invitation to transformation. Continue to embrace feedback. Continue to embrace people speaking into your lives. Continue to be open to the Holy Spirit and saying, like David, search me and know me, God. But remember, don't wait until you're the finished article because you never will be. Give him your yes in the midst of the storm and he will do incredible, incredible things. Church, the Israelites left Egypt. They left bondage. They left the pain and suffering and they went into the promised land. And sometimes, sometimes, that's not always easy. And actually, most of the time, that's not easy. The promised land was was their destination, but they had to fight for it. Fight for your freedom. Fight, Fight for your identity. The biggest war that you will ever face is the one that goes inside your head. And it's not going to happen on the plate. You've got to fight for it. Take up your sword and fight. Fight for freedom. Because he's with you. He's for you. He loves you. And he's empowering you by his Holy Spirit in this moment, in this time. Amen. Bless you guys. You are so, so loved. God is on the move. Keep praying. Keep loving one another. Keep inviting him in. And great things are in store for us all. Be blessed. Love you guys.